This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, um, you know uh, that everybody says, oh, God, it's so great to grow up in the lap of luxury. Northwest does not feel that way to the great dismay of her mother, Kim yes, Kardashian. Yes, it seems that North is rejecting sort of the, the family lifestyle, the lifestyle that we've all seen on their television show for uh, however long it's been now. The opulence. Right. Um, it just sort of goes along with the name Kardashian. Well, um, it seems like North is skewing more toward the name West um, and adopting more of her father's simpler way of life. As in West Hollywood, which is where he <laughs> where has is? an apartment uh -huh. and not that mansion uh, in the Hidden Hills area of Los Angeles where Kim now lives with the four kids. And it's a place actually that Kanye, Kanye designed. created. Yeah. yeah. But um, she does not want that luxury. She wants apartment life. They've kind of stripped down. North, she'll go to her dad. She'll be like, Dad is the best. He has it all figured out. He doesn't have a nanny. He doesn't have a chef. He doesn't have security. He lives in an apartment. And she'll start crying. Why don't you have an apartment? I can't believe we don't have an apartment. Uh, they do that at Scott's, too. Like, Dad has the best house. Your house sucks. He has the best house. It's not super big. The vibe's better. I feel like everything falls on the parent that's like more involved. Yeah. But like, we make our own food. That's amazing that you make ramen. <laughs> wow. Shot fired. That's what? amazing you make that's ramen. That's amazing that you make ramen. That's hysterical. Oh, boy. Listen, they're just dealing. This is. This happens in divorce. This is, it, I mean, I know we're he's talking about- He's the fun dad. Right. It's, there's always one parent. I'm not saying it's always the dad, but there's always one parent who the kids view as the fun parent and the other one who is not fun. One thing we have to note though about Kanye's apartment, this isn't your standard apartment. It's actually uh, just up the street from mine, but it's a totally different world. It's about 35,000 a month. Anywhere from 20000 to 35000 a month. He's got the top unit. Uh, this thing has security. It has underground parking. I mean, it's it's not your standard studio apartment. I'll say that. He's in a penthouse. Yeah, it's but pretty it's still, nice. It's I, and, and I get what you're saying, Brad. I'm sure it is much nicer than any other apartment in the building. Well, the other thing that North said, by the way, that is kind of interesting is she said, why can't we have an apartment? That could mean in addition to the house. Yeah. And maybe what she really means is, why can't I have an apartment? Oh, I that never she thought just of wants that. to. Isn't there a whole thing, Brad, about like North doesn't really uh, interact with her siblings? She kind of thinks that she's above you, that. Charles, above I, I kind of thought that too, but she just did an, an interview where she said, they asked her, you know, what's your favorite fashion show to do? She said, I love to do one with my little sister. So I, I don't oh. know. Maybe that's changed as, uh, as the okay. siblings it's have gotten it. a little older. Can we go back to the video that you just played for a second? She's that e she's eating an onion. That's an onion. Wait, with, just with, biting into an with the skin on it. She's no, eating, whoa, 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 it's an onion. 
That's an onion. That's an onion. It's not an apple. Oh, we got, we got. That's an onion. And she's eating the skin? She's eating the skin. Okay. No judgment. I don't know. No judgment. <laughs> but really? Is that luxury? <laughs> Hi, this is Ray from LA. I'm sorry, that onion just made me lose track of all my thoughts. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. <laughs> no way this is going anymore. Um, I, I salute Kanye for what he's trying to do, like go back to the humble beginnings and, you know, get touch base with Earth. And I get it. It's an important reset to remember, like, where you come from, why it's important and why you do it. Uh, I think I got a spot here in Van Nuys. On the <laughs> if he really that wants he to really get wants to get get in the grid of it, you can come stay over here. By the way, bit. that's my hood that you're talking. Oh, no, that's, boy. That's, here my, we go. that's my hood. Is your, yeah. When you were like eight. No, until I went to college, actually. So there. Shout out to uh, Van Nuys. <laughs> We're going to move on. Please. Uh, yes, moving on to Matthew Perry and um, some conspiracy theories that uh, obviously that always come with uh, situations course. like this. Um, and we are having some of those, we're getting some of those conspiracy theories dispelled by the person who had the last meal with Matthew Perry. We told you that entertainment reporter uh, Athena Crosby was seen dining with Matthew on Friday afternoon at the Bel Air Hotel. Less than 24 hours before, before he died. died. Um, and uh, we actually spoke to Athena, and this is what she had to say about, there's a thing that people are talking about, Batman. Because um, he, had, he had Batman um, kind of a, an insignia uh, at the bottom of his pool. Right. Well, there's a reason for this. Um, and uh, here's what Athena told us. Matthew was very sweet and a little bit nerdy. He loved Batman. Um, he called his car the Batmobile because it was all tinted black and um, had you know, matte paint on it and everything, just like the Batmobile. And he had been, he had been calling himself Matman lately, which is like a nickname that he dubbed for himself. People assuming that his posts about the bat signal or the fact that he's Batman were some sort of subliminal messages to ask for help or a cry for help. That's just completely false. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I don't know how well she knew him. That's what I, I'm she's wondering at, too. It, it, she's presenting as if she knew him very well, and that she may have out several times. Yeah, but it, th that's not something you get from one lunch. Well, no. so I, yeah. I, I, I spoke with Athena, and she told me that they had known each other for just a few months. But what the reason why she wants to speak out is to attest to his character the day before he died. There have been some people online who have thought that the bat signal and this whole bat mail was a metaphor for maybe like a cry for help. And she's saying that wasn't the case at all. And in fact, was reinforcing some of our previous reporting that he was in the best place he had been in in a long time, was incredibly optimistic about future projects he had in the works and just was feeling good about his health and was overall in a really good place. Now, yeah, and, and by the way, I, I've now spoken to numerous people who have said exactly that. Yeah. Um, and we said that when we broke the story that we had been- we heard that that day. Yeah. That we had been hearing this, but um, he was in a, what I was told, literally the best place in his, his adult life. And that yeah. includes friends because he was really in the grips of issues then. Yeah. But he was doing great, which makes this all the more tragic. But, um, and also, I, I kind of, you know what? I, I mean, I know people took it someplace that they shouldn't, 
I kind of like that little anecdote about him. Because I, I, I didn't know. I know he'd written about Batman and being a fan of it in the book. But I didn't realize that he had put, you know, had the logo at the bottom, at of, the bottom the pool, of the pool. And that he referred to his car as the Batmobile. Um, I just think that's, I just think that's cool. Like, yeah. You don't normally, like, you don't see an A-list celebrity who embraces sort of nerd culture that way. You know what I was thinking, though? I, when, I, when, cool. I, when I first heard of this, what I thought was he was such a big star. Right. Um, that, but it's so, I, I, what, what I was thinking was I, I'm surprised he didn't end up in a Batman movie because he could have been in one if he wanted to be. Certainly. I mean, anybody would have cast him. And he was in with Warner Brothers. And he was in with Warner was Brothers. And he would, the Friends days, it just surprised right? me a little bit. I thought, wow. I mean, that would have been his thing. Yeah. Maybe uh, he just liked to be a, a spectator. Just enjoyed it, but I think that's really cool. And also, yeah. I think it points to the fact that, and we've talked about this, that he didn't want to be, that doesn't want that to be his legacy as an A-list star, as friends. He was more about just the things that he cared about and the people he cared right, about. Right, but he still wanted, yeah. he was still in the business. And, yes. And I, I, anyway, I mean, it's neither here nor there, but I just thought if, if he wanted to be in one, he could have oh, been yeah. in one. Hi, uh, my name is... Keisha, I'm from Burlington, New Jersey. First off, I just want to say rest in peace to Mr. Matthew Perry and prayers to his family and uh, his loved ones. With that being said, Mr. Perry was an addict and alcoholic for a very long time. As a matter of fact, he said by the age of 14, he was an alcoholic and he had a drug rehab center in his own mansion back in the day. So I think it was just another one of those things where the drugs won. And the autopsy is going to be very interesting. Well, yeah. the drugs... And the, uh, the, the autopsy may, not, may show that it has nothing to do with drugs. That's right. And it did not. It definitely did not have anything to do with illicit drugs. We know um, that they fentanyl. did test for methanol, meth and, and fentanyl, um, and it was negative. And if there were drugs, it, it could just be a prescription drug or no drugs. Yeah. So, you know, we just don't know. It's got to happen. Someone's got to move on first. Um, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, of course, in the midst of their divorce, they have a temporary custody arrangement. It seems like the temperature has definitely come down yeah. from what it was when they first split up. So uh, she is back in uh, over in Europe. She's in Paris. And he's got the kids now here in the States. And she does have her hands full, though, <laughs> um, with a new guy. <laughs> Ain't just a new guy, by the way. Hands, Hands and mouth. Full and a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, you guys, this is just no ordinary dude. This guy is an heir. I mean, okay, so his name is Perry Pearson. Peregrine John Dickinson Pearson. Wow. Um, he is the heir to the vo fourth Viscount Caldray, which is a county in Sussex. Should I just do this all in a British accent? <laughs> Please don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you, no. His family is worth so much money. They're worth almost $200 million. Like, he is totally a catch. And also, that by the way, guys. doesn't sound as impressive as it used to, does it? <laughs> with, all the, with all the billionaires right. running around. We're hearing about like, a billionaire every day. Uh, yeah, he's an million. aristo cat or aristocrat. <laughs> no, he's an aristo cat. <laughs> oh, Charlie, you're I'm unbelievable. But yes, he, he is a very guys, blue he, blood He is a catch. And he also just had a breakup recently, which uh, with the goddaughter of King Charles's goddaughter, they just broke up. He's uh, No, apparently he's a real player. Yeah. Well, so let's I mean, get to he's, he's this, hot, particular, so I it. this particular um, play that he's making. Uh, this is in Paris. 
Sophie was can there. Can we see the guy? Do we have a picture of this guy? Because all I can see, see, all you can see is the top I, of yeah, his head. Yeah, I just want to see. Oh, is that that's him? He's on the one on the right. I figured. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, he's on the left with a little yes. scarf. See, he's so Polish with his scarf. How old is he, Charlie? Good question, actually. Oh, 29. 29. And she's 27, so they're kind of close in age. So yeah. she's there because the Rugby World Cup is going on, and she was uh, hired to be the person to hand out the, the cup. Um, and he's there because she's there, <laughs> is what I could gather. So, um, hmm. although he looks way more into it, just in that picture, you can never tell, than she does. She looks like she's kind of like and pulling the right. apple away. She is Sansa Stark. I mean, she is not a nobody. I mean, she had a huge role on Game of Thrones. Oh, he knows that. And That's why I, he's doing a, what he's doing there. Can I say a spoiler alert in Game of Thrones? Is it too soon? It's been a year. No, you can no, totally do it. She ends up becoming the queen of the North in the end. Like, she had a huge character arc and ended up being like, the bombshell like finale queen. It was a really, really big deal. So of course he's like, wow, I'm kissing Sansa Stark. I mean, how do you separate the two? She's a great catch. <laughs> oh my God. This this is this breakup is interesting. So if you're Joe Jonas, I think you're I think you're Well, there were photos of Joe out, you know, he's not partying. I don't think he's jealous. Yeah. I mean, I do not I think, think he's jealous. Right. I think, no, remember I think, he was out on yeah, he a yacht was out partying with a girl yacht in Miami about a month and, ago. So right. he'll, he'll be fine. But we have Everybody's seen a lot moving of, on. We've seen a lot of videos and photos of Joe out with the kids. And she has been getting a lot of heat for, you know, being out partying and stuff. When Obviously, she was here, she was events. with the kids, too. So that's, that's unfair. But she was with Taylor a lot, too. Well, yeah. And she's got Taylor in her pocket. Maybe this guy is trying to get to Taylor through Sophie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hi, I'm Angie from New York. And based on the, new, the news reports, their breakup was amicable. They're supposed to have equal time with their children. And they've agreed to a positive co-parenting. I don't think this kiss should affect her image as a mom or any prospective relationship. Oh no it, yeah. it, no! it shouldn't. The only thing I'll do, I want to disagree but with there you are, on is, of course, haters out there who are saying that, but that's ridiculous. That was not an amicable breakup. Just FYI, at the very it, end, it was amicable. It became amicable when they walked out of the room with the lawyers. That's it right. Amicable. That's right. Uh, okay, we are going to move on. Yes, moving on to uh, Succession star Alan Ruck. Um, also, I think relevant to this story, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller star Alan Ruck, uh, because. Boy, he, um, Ferris's dad is going to be really Ferris's pissed off dad about is going to be truck. pissed because he just, this is the sequel. Uh, driving in Hollywood, he had, a, he had an accident. Thankfully, everyone is okay, except for the, uh, the pizzeria that he drove right through. You could see he ends up hitting a car in front of him and then, but why did he hit the car in front of him? I That's what know. I don't understand. That's, that's the thing that we don't know, guys. So, so he veers off and ends up going right into this restaurant. And that, yeah, exactly. Pepperoni and, everywhere. Yeah, right. Uh, so LAPD uh, is investigating the crash. So all we know now is that, you know, like you said, Charles, no one was injured. Thank God. This was on Halloween night on La Brea and Hollywood Boulevard. So oh, wow. tons of people. He's super lucky he oh, didn't wow. hit anyone. La Brea and Hollywood? Yeah, on Halloween night at oh, 9 p.m. So, I mean, it's a miracle no one was hit. Uh, there was one person who had a minor injury, uh, but everyone's going to be okay. But obviously not that pizzeria or the Rivian, which I think starts at like 80K. Those are those electric trucks. Yeah. So, so Devin, um, my understanding is that the police say there was no drugs or alcohol involved. They 
They yeah, no indication of DUI. There was a video of uh, Allen actually speaking with uh, police after, and uh, there were witnesses that said, you know, he got out of his car, said he kind of didn't really know what had happened, and was just really shooken up to make sure that like, and no one was hurt. Like he was very concerned about you know someone else getting hurt. So, so we have no idea what know, happened, but this could be texting. I mean, could be maybe. texting or maybe he fell asleep. I mean, you don't want to speculate or maybe it's a new car. I, I, I don't know exactly what happened. I haven't been in a Rivian, so I don't really know exactly how they work. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very bizarre. It works like you put your foot on the throttle. Well, it will look if you look in the video, if the video he break. never breaks, which is very, very bizarre. So you he think, how do they know he never break? He, he never hit it because I mean, there are probably he, no skid marks. There's no skid marks. And look at the surveillance. He's speeding through the intersection. You would yeah, think if he was texting. That car, goes through that car, he's still accelerating. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. You would think when he bumped the first car, if he was texting, he would have stopped. But Here's the fact the that he kept accel accelerating is weird. Here's the thing. We screwed up the Ferris Bueller's reference. It's not Ferris's dad who would be pissed. It was It was his... It was, it was, his, uh, it was Cameron's, Cameron's dad. It was Cameron's dad. The, the Ferrari was Cameron's dad's Ferrari. Boy, we really messed that up. Well, we, we were in, in we the were ballpark. We were just doing it on the fly. We were in the ballpark. But, I mean, honestly... When Devin just said that, that Hollywood Boulevard in La Brea is so only, I'll tell you, the only thing that probably saved is that the parade was going on. Everybody was a few blocks up. Yeah, but even there were, Monica. but there, weren't there people in the pizza place and were there a few Actually, minor injuries? People. So, so a few people were like hurt, but there apparently he went into the bathroom of the pizza place that, and there was no one in the bathroom at the time. Thank so there was no God, one that was yeah. hit inside the building. Wow. Hey guys, Ryan Ben Harris. Uh, that situation's crazy. The videos are uh, jarring. You hope everybody's okay. Um, Alan Ruck seems to be uh, at a peak of his career right now. At 67 years old, he just got nominated for his first Emmy ever for his uh, tremendous performance as Connor Roy in the incredible final yeah, season. Yeah, he was of great. Session. He was great. And you have to hope that this isn't just his wheels coming off. No pun intended. Well, Cornell University uh, is, I think, very representative of a lot of colleges, unfortunately, across the country right now. And the anti-Semitism there has reached a point that the administrators decided they are not going to hold classes on Friday. Um, it's just too tense on campus. And, and dangerous. All and dangerous. And dangerous. There, a, a student was, uh, the police have now... Um, spoken to one student they were, who very they, openly they, they made arrested him. and arrested him, um, who made a threat about shooting up um, a, a dining hall that is that's, uh, kosher. That's largely kosher. This is one of many examples Since in this country October right 7, now. It has gotten, I think the number that uh, the Justice Department said is 400% uh, is the increase in anti-Semitic incidents that or, they know of. That they know of uh, since October 7th. So. Uh, joining us now to talk about what it's like now on campus at Cornell and other uh, universities is Ori Baer. And Ori is the VP of Communications for the Cornell Center for Jewish Living, and he is joining us right now. Ori, welcome to Team Z Live. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ori, why don't you kind of paint a picture of the fear factor here, of what it's like to be a Jew right now um, at a, an Ivy League institution um, where you are now in the middle of people hurling death threats uh, at Jewish students. So, I mean, thankfully, Cornell was, I mean, the sole example of that recently. Um, when the threats first came out, it was definitely terrifying. Um, since then, though, I mean, the suspects have been apprehended. 
the administration's been good about giving us police presence, giving us security forces. Um, but definitely something to stress is that this is not an isolated incident in terms of the anti-Semitism that's causing it. The root problem that caused these threats to reach that point, that's present around the country. Yeah, interestingly, at almost all of the Ivy, Ivy League, League schools, schools, but other schools as well, it's really scary because it is not just uh, people posting things. We've seen that for a while where people are posting anti-Semitic remarks. Now, this is getting physical where they are physically threatening people getting in the way of people. You've got professors saying it's exhilarating what Hamas did on October 7th. Uh, Ori, I'm wondering how this, what was the student reaction when this professor, who has since um, taken a leave of abs absence, was saying that what happened on October 7th was exhilarating? I mean, upsetting, to say the least. Something that we've always kind of been a proponent of is we, we want open discourse. We want there to be dialogue, but peaceful and healthy dialogue. And right now it's 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 not there. Um, I think a, a lot of these demonstrations and protests, while they should be happening, I think there's a level of aggression that's kind of seeping into interpersonal relations and it's leading to students being harassed and, and things like that. And I, I don't think that should be tolerated. I'm sure you saw uh, the demonstration in Australia shortly after October 7th, where the chant was gas the Jews. As somebody who was born uh, in Jerusalem, and somebody is now kind of on the receiving end of aggression. I'm just wondering how it affects your psyche. How would it be possible to go through with classes? I mean, I, I know that it's... Or just live in, a play, yeah. in an environment where this is all bubbling to the surface the way it is. I mean, it's upsetting, um, to say the least. But at the same time, this has been something that, you know, many, any minority group, any group, especially Jewish people have been experienced for a while. Um, but also one thing I like to stress is that it's not all been bad recently. Um, there's been a large like showing support, whether it be students, faculty, administration, um, just people asking, let's let's say me or my friends, um, if we want something to uh, food, if we want somewhere to sleep. Um, I, it hasn't been all bad. And I think there's, a, I'd say, a large majority um, or even maybe a silent majority care and showing support and giving warmth. And I think that's also something to focus on. Or you just mentioned something that people offering food and offering somewhere to sleep. Is the, is the environment right now that, that students, Jewish students, feel that they can't even go out to go get some food? Um, they're afraid to stay where they would normally stay? Is that what, you, what you're referring to there? So I think that's what it was definitely in the, the, day, the first couple of days following the threats. Um, before the suspect is caught. Um, but uh, I, I would say definitely people are Jewish kids on campus, especially at Cornell, are kind of looking behind their shoulder a little bit more, feel a little bit more uncomfortable, a little more aware of themselves. Um, but but I, we're, we feel we feel safer now. Well, we hope you oh, stay safe. Say that and uh, and everybody there, um, it, it just can, I don't know. That it, it's not even an issue of, of taking, uh, lowering the temperature. Um, you know, I just, one other quick thing. To me, this anti-Semitism, it's not new. It's not like people became anti-Semitic. They've been anti-Semitic, the ones we're hearing about now and listening to. It's just, now they have permission. It feels like this is almost like, you know, on, on college campuses where something becomes a thing and then other people do it. It feels like now they have permission to bring it to the surface and talk about it out loud. Is that the way you're feeling? I mean, I think that's a factor, um, but also something else. I was speaking to other groups, uh, like for example, at Cornell, we have interfaith uh, events a lot, 
um, something we're noticing is that there's a common theme between, let's say, you know, during COVID, there was a lot of discrimination against Asians. All these different types of of, of hatred movements kind of have common themes, con common roots, common factors. I think if we just kind of attack that at its source, we would solve a lot of these problems all together. Um, but I think that's being ignored. Okay. I hope it isn't and uh, that it is addressed in a peaceful way. Um, and like you said, I, I, I really respect, Ori, the fact that you're not saying that there shouldn't be protests. Um, it's just that there's got to be a, a, a level of civility in your protest. Um, thank you so much for being with us. Thank and, you, Ori. Uh, hope you, thank you. Wishing the best for you and everybody on campus there. Yep. Thank you, Ori. Thanks, Ori. I, I will say it again. I was not alive in the 1930s, but I know a lot about the 1930s, and it's starting to feel like the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to be shifting gears. There's This is a big day for Beatles fans because eh. their final song. <laughs> did you just say eh? I their did. final song I ever. Did. Just dropped today, um, and it's getting, let's say, mixed reviews. If you love the Beatles, you gotta hear it. But will you love the song? Well, find out. Welcome back to TMZ Live. This is your day, Harvey Levin. This is like, this is Christmas, Thanksgiving, no, 4th of July, all wrapped up in one if you are a boomer. And you love the Beatles. I am a boomer, and I love the Beatles, and I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, I'm so they're, disappointed. They're, I just the, the Beatles were everything to me growing up. Everything. Their final song, and Paul and Ringo have said this is their final song, um, was released today. It's called Now and Then, and it's really it's a started as a John Lennon demo that he recorded in the 70s. Uh, I think 78, um, sitting in his hotel room or something, and they used AI to not not to recreate to his voice, to clean up his voice because he was the playing. He was, was recorded on a tape, yeah, on a set, and they cleaned it up. And then the rest of the George Harrison actually added his guitar part before his death, and um, and. John and Ringo have recently added their parts. Right. So now you have a complete Beatles recording. Now and then, here is a little snippet of the song. It won't grow. So I said that this would be a big, exciting day for Beatles fans, and I've so far really heard mostly disappointment. Although, why did they do? You're this? primarily why, the only Beatles fan I've spoken to. Why did they do this? It was like uh, the, the legacy of the Beatles is so great, and I think there was a reason. Can I tell they you why? Because they, this the won't do anything. This does nothing to their legacy. The same way "Free as a Bird" and "Real Love" back in the '90s didn't do anything to their legacy. But it well it hurts me. Is, <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the this is like the boomer version of that in sync song. You think you want it, and then you get it, and you're like, eh, maybe I should have just left it where it was. Well, but wait, 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 Eric, Eric. Except in still alive. Right, and the <laughs> and the other thing, Eric, is that the Beatles performed at such a high level in their day, and 
you know, and maybe this would have been great in 78. I don't know. Maybe I would have liked no, it back even, then. Even then, I just it, sounds like like a, now. it sounds like a John Lennon, like, B-side. Right. Like, it doesn't, right. Yeah. It's not imagine. So, you know, it's just, so you want to know why they did it? I'll tell you why they did it. Because you and every other boomer was so excited when, that Be- when uh, Peter Jackson's Beatles documentary came out. The get Back. Well, when Get Back came out. Which was great. Right? And everyone was so excited about that. They're like, well, we used some AI technology to help some of that to get all that together. They're like, you know what? Let's take this recording but here's the, here, and we'll do that. Here, here's the difference. It, this is not a Beatles song. The Beatles was Lennon-McCartney writing. Mm-hmm. This was John Lennon alone. He had his own vibe. It wasn't a Beatles song. Well, but that's not true. Like, like yesterday is credited to Lennon-McCartney, but only Paul McCartney wrote that exactly. song. There are a lot of Beatles songs that are only right. one but, song. But a lot of it's times... It's that it's a bad song. Uh, look, at the, in the end, they didn't collaborate nearly as much, but for a huge chunk of what they did, they always collaborated, and it was synergistically better with the two of them, even if one took ownership of the song. And this is not. I mean, you know, this is You know who really loves this song, I'm sure? Who? Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, because the Stones just put out their first new album in almost yeah, 20 years, and, and it's getting boy, great reviews. They're is. like, ha-ha, Ooh. we won, Beatles. I, yeah, I, Have you heard I didn't know how to bring that up. Won. The Stones album is I haven't heard the phenomenal. Stones really? Yeah. But really? It's pretty good. Yeah, it is really good. It's their best album in a long time. How's it going, guys? I'm at the Stuff by SJ Custom Cake Shop in Montclair, New Jersey. And uh, I got to say, I don't think that Beatles fans care about this one bit. My mom loves John Lennon, and I don't think she cares at all. Not even a little bit. You mean she doesn't care about the song? Yeah, any of it. Like, she, like I don't think that somebody who loves John Lennon wants to see an AI recreated or cleaned up song. Like, I just don't think... Beatles fans care. Well, if it were a different song, I mean, suppose it was something like Yesterday. I mean, I think that would have an impact. It, it depends on the song. It's just, it just <sighs> was, it's, listen, by the way, when they were all together, there were some songs they recorded that were lesser than the others, right? Uh, not for me. <laughs> oh, come on. Why don't come we on. do it in the road? Trash. <laughs> okay, it is. Ooh, it, it, it honey is not pie my, garbage. Not my favorite. See? Not that was a lot favorites. of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, moving on to uh, a piece of Britney memorabilia, a very large piece of Britney Spears memorabilia. The home that she grew up in in Kentwood, Louisiana, is now on the market for $1.2 million. Wait a minute. She said she was poor growing up. Well, uh, this house By the way, that's a nice house. This house has appreciated in value quite a bit, no doubt. Certainly because Britney grew well, up in do you, it. Well, do you know what Jamie sold it for a couple years what ago? What was it? $299,000, 290, something like that. And, and the new owner is now trying to unload it for over a million. Wow. And it's kind of like its own Britney Spears museum because like the dance studio that she used growing up as a kid is uh, still completely intact there. Uh, in Britney's old bedroom, you have, um, the house comes with a lot of furnishings that the family, the Spears family had left behind. There's a mirror with like in on it. This is the best part, That's Brendan. the best part, Brendan. The door is the best part. Uh, Christina sucks and Britney rules. Talk <laughs> okay. about Christina, Christina Aguilera, sucks, obviously. Brit rules. That could go for 1.2 million, the door. Just the door. Just the, the door. That's a closet door. We're assuming she meant. Can we go back to that dance studio for a second? Yeah. This is in that house. How is she growing up poor when she says she's grown up poor? I, well, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense to me. Right? I didn't get that part of the book, and Siobhan pointed that out. Right? I don't want Courtney to come running out here and attack. But that's not poor. 
It doesn't that seem that way. That's to me. not poor. Hey, everybody. My name is Elizabeth Howard, and I'm from Austin, Texas. My point of view with this house listing is, of course, that door could go for so much alone. But the house, that's a museum for Britney Spears of a Britney Spears fan. Of, she's a legend. Of course, it's going to go. I think somebody's going to buy it. It has so many drawings from Britney Spears and also all her memorabilia. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And somebody's going to want to buy that for sure. Sure. And, the, and they're going to say, hey, kids, get in the car. We're moving to Kentwood. <laughs> and they're going to go, where? <laughs> where are we going? You know that things are serious between Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet because on a night where she was, she would have the spotlight to herself. She was honored by the Wall Street Journal with an Innovator of the Year award. Would she innovate? Good question. Um, her brand, her brand, she just launched a new uh, clothing line. Um, so she's not just doing uh, cosmetics now. So I guess that's why she got, but on a night where she was the one getting the spotlight, Timothy came with her and was by her side to support her, although he also got in on the, um, the presentation of awards. Yeah, Timothy uh, did not walk the carpet with her, though, so that goes to show that she did still want the spotlight on her. <laughs> they sat together at the same table. They were super cute together, and like you said, Timothy actually presented Martin Scorsese with an Innovator Award for film. Timothy presented him? Yes, Timothy was they a presenter. Did, um, did they just do a movie together? I, I thought I read that Timothy was going to be in a Scorsese not, film. No, well, but anyway. It totally makes sense for Scorsese to get this. I mean, I mean are you saying it well, doesn't make sense? I was going to say, Kylie is actually surprising. Uh, she has two booming businesses now. She just recently launched Kai, and her uh, Kylie Cosmetics business is still, like, sold out all the time. Innovator. What did, okay. Innovator. Get sure. used to it, Boomer. You can't just let her have one? Come on! <laughs> no, I mean, her. I actually like Kylie Jenner, and I admire her for her business acumen. It's just, what she innovate? Hi, my name is Alondra. I am from Los Angeles, and I love Timothy. I'm a big fan. I love him so much, and I want to see Kylie and him, his love flourish. But if that's not the case, I'm just hoping and praying that the Kardashian dating curse is just a myth. Um, just for his safety. <laughs> for his safety? <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Oh my God. It's, it's mostly myth. Mostly. Uh, okay, it is that time of the week. Yes, your favorite time. Tim is here with his rejects and faint applause. <laughs> All right, so. Have you guys ever gone on a rope jump over, you know, a lake on the rope uh -huh. and then jump in? It's fun, right? Actually, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, eventually that gets boring. So the next oh logical step would be a ladder. A la what? <laughs> so these two guys, they're- I'm uh, sorry, did you say logical? <laughs> well, I don't know logical, but these guys are on the ladder. They're uh, cruising down the line there and then they <laughs> jump off. It, it, it's adventurous. So if the uh, regular rope gets boring, uh, grab a ladder and uh, keep do that your in mind. thing. Right. Yeah, what is the mind. next one, yeah. Tim? All right, so have you guys tried the balance challenge before? I don't even know what that is. Okay, well, what you need is- Oh, is this referring to when you were playing basketball against Shaq? Okay, first of all, it was, <laughs> he the, lost, I was wearing- He lost the balance. I was wearing dress shoes. Okay. Go on, Tim. All right, so what you need is you need three people, so you two and then someone else. Um, you do a, a handstand here on the, uh, the blocks there, and nope. all three are in I'm unison. Out. Okay, I'm out. And uh, you oh, walk God, along. No. It's actually pretty impressive. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is impressive. Okay, last right. one. 
All right, so uh, Halloween was a couple days ago. I wasn't able to show you this, uh, but the best way to light a pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern would be through a fiery golf ball. So this is pretty cool. This guy has a golf ball. It's on fire. He takes his swing and cool, he, uh, puts it into the uh, pumpkin there and it lights and uh, there you that's, go. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, of course, if you miss, well, if you miss, if you then miss you the might need a fire extinguisher uh, <laughs> yeah. on hand. But that's one of those things. People are going to try this now. Don't, please don't. <laughs> yeah, Tim, have yeah. you ever heard that phrase a day late? In a, in a dollar, dollar short. Well, like I said, it was two days a, a couple a days ago. I wasn't able to show you, so now I can. And, and you're even wearing pumpkin colors two days late. This you're is colorblind. red. colorblind. It's this red. This is red. Come on. Oh, is that really? Yeah. What is... I am a little colorblind. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, <See> Tim. <laughs> huh. Wow. I, actually, I liked the, the, the pumpkin thing. It was cool. That was really red? It was, but it was late. Yes, he's wearing red. Wow. Well, what what is it, 27 years later, um, the murder of Tupac uh, is now one step closer to actually being before a, uh, a jury because the suspect who was arrested a couple months ago, Keith D, he was in court this morning in Nevada and entered his plea of not guilty. Uh, this, his, this has been, this hearing has been held up a couple of times uh, because he was having trouble finding someone to represent him. And at previous hearings, they, he didn't have a represent, he didn't have an attorney, so they were canceled. Today, he appeared in court with uh, his his representative, who is a public defender, which I I found surprising. Why? Although, why? I just think you are facing one of the most infamous. You are charged with one of the most infamous murders in recent history, and. We know that generally you get you get a high-powered attorney. You have a better chance of getting off on these things, that, right? I, I will tell you that you get what you pay for. Well, no, that's not true because what public defense. First of all, there are great public defenders out I, there. By the way, I'm not saying that there well, aren't great public defenders. Well, you're saying you're comparing them to high-priced lawyers. What right. I'm saying is. I, I, I work now this revisionist. You're going to say that you've never done that. But anyway, go ahead. What I'm saying is I worked in a law firm. Right. And I can tell you that there are a lot of people in these high-powered law firms that don't go to court that much. Mm -hmm. And it shows when they do. Public defenders go to court all the time. Right. And, and, and for a good public defender, it shows. And they can be more effective because there ain't nothing like being in a courtroom to learn how to present a case than when you're in a courtroom. Right. And there are, and public defenders do it more than a lot of even high-priced lawyers. Not all, mm -hmm. but some. I hear what you're saying. I'm saying that, you know, OJ could have saved a lot of money. My name is DJ K. Dev, and I'm from Long Island, New York. And somebody who is a DJ and also grew up on Tupac and also happens to be born on Tupac's birthday, I'm happy to see this day finally come. I'm really praying for a guilty verdict, and I'm praying we get justice for Tupac. I mean, this guy has admitted it for a long time, so yeah. I, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, this is Victorious Rebel coming to you from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, regarding Kim Kardashian, I'm just not sure she actually knows what it feels like to be a struggling single parent. I myself am a single parent of four and uh, going to school for three different degrees all at once, and, and I just... I can't see that she really knows what struggle is. It's a different kind of struggle. struggle money doesn't money. solve all these issues. Uh, one more. 
Hi, I'm Jay. I'm from Oakland, California. And uh, regarding Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, I really feel like, you know, I'm kind of go Sansa. I really feel like she should be able to have this freedom. And sometimes the best way to move on is to move on quickly. I like that. That's interesting. Nelly is celebrating his 49th birthday, and I know next year is the milestone one, but I think he will remember the 49th for a oh, long time. Oh, yeah. Based on the car, his good friend, possibly girlfriend, seems like girlfriend now, Ashanti, uh, the gift she gave him last night at a party in Atlanta, check this out. This is so cool. The best. A cobalt blue 1962 Chevy Impala. It is one of the great cars ever made only exceeded by the 1963 Chevy Impala. But this is gorgeous. And by the way, that color, when they made that color back mm -hmm. then, it was like the skies opened up. I mean, <laughs> honest to God, oh, I'm so jealous. I am so jealous. Anyway. I can't believe they had that color back then. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was the most beautiful. They, be. be. they had the best colors of cars back then. I'm just, oh. We got to. We got to leave you, because that's just driving me crazy. He'll go on and on. He's going to when when this. He's still going to be talking about. We'll it. see you tomorrow.